The president of the Philippines went on national TV to threaten citizens that he would have all those refusing the COVID jab arrested and thrown into filthy prisons. A scientist has admitted that the COVID-19 lab leak theory was ignored because it was, quote, scarier to be associated with Trump, end quote. And in the midst of all the insanity, the state of Texas and Florida and many others are fighting back, and so is the nation of Hungary. All that and more on this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Before we begin, you know that LifeSite has been under intense attack. We've been banned from YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and we need your help. We run quarterly fundraisers to keep our mission going. Big tech and the abortion industry want to silence us. Help us fight back today by donating at give.lifesitenews.com. So let's begin as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You have got to watch the president of the Philippines threaten his citizens with jail in terrible conditions if they refuse the vaccine. Just watch this. There are no words to describe it properly. Walang linis yan. Tamad yung pulis maglinis. Nandoon ang lahat, lahat, lahat na ng baw nandoon. Doon kayo. Eh, magpabakuna ka. Otherwise, I will order all the barangay captains to have a tally of the people who refuse to be vaccinated. Kasi pag hindi, yung may berbiktin na para sa baboy ang patira ko sa iyo. I know. It's unbelievable. But this is where so many of the world leaders are coming from. Of course, in the West, it sounds so much more sophisticated, but it's the same thing. Here, watch Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announce COVID passports coming in a few weeks for Canada and internationally in the fall. We are working on two tracks in terms of Uh, proof of vaccination for Canadians who wish to travel uh, in the coming weeks so that people can have uh, a few more options if they're fully vaccinated this summer. But uh, for the fall, in the medium term, uh, we are working with the provinces to establish uh, a national uh, certification of vaccination status uh, that will be easily accepted around the world for people who who need to travel internationally. And if you think... But that's not jail. Remember that in Canada, we have the insane practice of locking people in what they call COVID hotels or quarantine hotels for three days after you enter the country unvaccinated. Those so-called hotels are horrendous lock-ins. And for the joy of this imprisonment, you are forced to pay approximately $2,000 per person. Imagine the cost for a large family. And believe it or not, the Federal Court of Canada has just ruled this insane situation constitutional. 
LifeSite reporter Anthony Murdoch notes that Chief Justice of the Federal Court Paul Crampton issued the ruling June 18th. But of course, Prime Minister Trudeau was not required to do the same. A friend of mine, Brian Lilly, who is a reporter for the Toronto Sun, lambasted Trudeau and his entourage for not following his own rules. Have a listen. Why don't they have to pay $2,000 for three nights at a mediocre hotel with bad food and no room service instead of staying in luxury? Because the rules are not applied evenly. This is a classic occasion of rules for thee, but not for me. And if that's not crazy enough, the discussions between cabinet members deciding on this policy have been sealed for 20 years, so they can't face the music. Listen to Brian Lilly on it. Guess what he also did? He invoked cabinet confidence on the evidence used to decide at cabinet on why those COVID hotels should be used, meaning those records are sealed for 20 years and can't be accessed in a number of court challenges saying that the hotel stays are unconstitutional. But a few Canadian politicians are fighting back against the insanity. One of them, MP Derek Sloan, held a press conference last week with doctors and researchers to condemn censorship of scientific inquiry and suppression of information on risks to children of the COVID jab. They called out the Liberal Trudeau government for concealing the harmful effects of lockdowns and the efficacy of treatments for COVID that make the so-called vaccine unnecessary. The College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario, known as CPSO, issued a dire statement threatening any doctor who spoke out about what they were witnessing on the front lines of our hospitals, in their own clinics, and in our communities. The purpose of governing bodies like the CPSO is to protect the public, not to stifle legitimate scientific inquiry or dissent by professional doctors. I first got into speaking out, uh, seeing the massive harms from these lockdowns on my patients. I've never seen so many suicidal children. But Canada has gone crazy, not only in terms of COVID. Just this week, the Canadian House of Commons passed a bill to criminalize therapy for those with same-sex attractions who want help to rid themselves of their abnormal sexual inclinations. The bill is truly outrageous. And it's totally one-sided. Canada would still allow kids questioning their sexuality to be convinced to identify as homosexual or transgendered. Not, however, to identify as heterosexual. Here's the quote from the bill defining what they call conversion therapy. It is that they deem any practice, treatment, or service designed to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual or to change their gender identity to cisgender or to repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior, end quote. It's insane. It's only one-sided. It's just the craziest thing. But this bill is actually much more sinister than you may think. It not only criminalizes those psychotherapists wanting to help individuals with sexual identity problems, it also would jail parents for up to five years if they insist on their child's biological sex. It's unreal. There's another piece of legislation that also was rammed through this week in Parliament in Canada, Bill C-10. It's a China-style bill seeking to regulate the internet and specifically social media to allow the government to curtail what Canadians are allowed to view and, of course, 
for the leftist Canadian government. All porn all the time is just fine. But the conservative speech uh, to defend family, well, that's considered hatred and incitement to violence. You might wonder how such an insane bill could ever pass Parliament. Well, it was done at 1.30 a.m. on Tuesday. So in the middle of the night, the Trudeau Liberals rammed through the legislation and are hoping that the Senate gives it a rubber stamp. Both these pieces of legislation, in fact, are up for rubber stamping by the Senate so that the senators, of course, can get out in time for their summer break, which was supposed to start today. And it's not only Canada that's crazy. In Colorado, a court has ordered a Christian baker to make a cake to celebrate a transgender transition. LifeSite's Claire Murkowski reported last week that Christian cake shop owner Jack Phillips will be forced to bake cakes celebrating transgender ideology. Phillips has actually been harassed by homosexual activists for nearly a decade. It was way back in 2012, a homosexual couple requested that Phillips make them a cake celebrating their wedding. And being a Christian, Phillips, of course, refused to compromise his beliefs that marriage is between one man and one woman. He was taken to court, which ruled that he must make the cake, but he appealed. And in 2018, the Supreme Court overruled the former ruling and determined that forcing Phillips to create the cake was a violation of the First Amendment. But before that ruling came out, Autumn Scardina, who's a biological male attorney, he claims to be a woman, of course, he demanded that Phillips create a cake celebrating his transition. Upon being refused, Scardina, the lawyer, sued Phillips, refusing in, of course, like, refusing to do with this, and um, he required Phillips, uh, a new ruling now requires Phillips to act against his conscience. I'm sure Phillips will continue his pushback. And speaking of pushback, 15 states in the USA have moved to curtail public health powers um, by, uh, you know, undertaken with the COVID-19 overreach. Ashley Sadler uh, reported at LifeSite News this week that legislatures in at least 15 states have passed or currently considering measures to crack down on public health agencies in the wake of the agency's unprecedented use of power during the COVID-19 pandemic. A sampling of the laws include North Dakota prohibiting requiring masks, Kansas removing the power of the governor to force the closure of businesses, Montana banning quarantine orders, Arizona forbidding state hospitals and universities to require vaccines for students and employees, Texas blocking local health agencies from acting in a manner inconsistent with the orders of the state health department or the governor, and Florida imposing time limits for emergency orders. And one of my favorite pieces of pushback was signed into law last week. LifeSite's David McClune reports that Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill Tuesday that prohibits closing churches in the state, thereby protecting the religious freedom of citizens. It was Representative Scott Sanford who actually sponsored the bill earlier in the year, and he commented this way. He said, quote, Churches provide essential spiritual, mental, and physical support in a time of crisis. That is, they support the need for religious services at all times. He said, and I quote, Closing churches not only eliminated these critical ministries and services, but it violated their religious freedom guaranteed by our laws and constitution, end quote. 
to show you how polarized and political, rather than science-based, is the whole COVID agenda. We have just learned that scientists ignored the COVID-19 lab leak theory because it was associated with President Trump. I kid you not. Alina Chan, a genetic engineering specialist and postdoctoral associate at the Broad Institute of MIT and Harvard University, told NBC News on Wednesday that some scientists kept silence about their interest in the hypothesis about the lab leak because they didn't want to be considered racist. She said, and I quote, At the time, it was scarier to be associated with Trump and to become a tool for racists, end quote. She also added that they didn't want to publicly call for an investigation into lab origins, end quote, because of that. So Chan actually tried herself to get her colleagues to take the lab leak theory seriously, but she was shunned and even personally targeted by the Chinese communist media, according to her own testimony on Twitter. And that's why it is so refreshing to see those with scientific backgrounds push back against the pressure to give in to the anti-science rhetoric coming from the COVID vaccine pushers. Listen to Kentucky Congressman Thomas Massey respond to a reporter who pressured him on whether or not he had taken the COVID jab. Number one, you didn't answer whether or not you've been vaccinated. Well, first of all, it's none of your business, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not vaccinated. And until there's some science, by the way, I have a master's of science degree from MIT. I'm not a virologist, but I can read data. Everybody just needs to read and don't put your head in the sand. Look at the data. I'm not going to get the vaccine until there's data that shows that it will improve upon the immunity that's been conferred to me as a result of a natural infection that I had. And it's not only U.S. politicians who are pushing back. Hungary just passed a law protecting children from homosexual and transgender propaganda, as well as pornography. Prime Minister Viktor Orban said about the law, and I quote, education in schools must not be in conflict with the will of parents. Prime Minister Orban added that, quote, parents also rightly expect that on platforms used by our children, pornography, sexuality for its own sake, homosexual and uh, and gender reassignment programs should not be available, end quote. Predictably, the leftist European Commission is coming after Hungary, trying to force the sovereign nation to bend on the ideological position of the European Commission's push for the LGBT agenda. The Hungarian bill is a shame. And uh, I've instructed my responsible commissioners to write a letter to the Hungarian authorities um, concerning or expressing our legal concerns before the bill enters into uh, force. But you can take a stand to support Hungary by signing our petition in support of Hungary, and you will find it at lifepetitions.com. It is time, my friends, to stand and fight for our rights to faith, life, and family, and freedom. Just as Senator Rick Scott said at the Conservative Road to Majority Conference in Orlando last week. Have a listen to this. We saw liberals attack our fundamental right to worship and use COVID as an excuse. We know those on the left will take every opportunity to attack America's First Amendment rights and our ability to freely worship. We cannot retreat. 
You know, the other thing, as Steve Scalise says, there's an all-out attack on the people of faith that respect and cherish the sanctity of life. I make no mistakes. I am pro-life. I don't water down my words. I don't look for careful, you know, political-sounding cliches. Life begins at conception. If you deny that, you are actually anti-science. But in truth, it's not so much the politicians in America that need to wake up. It's actually the church. Texas Senator Ted Cruz blasted out that truth at the very same conference. Watch this. You look at 62 million unborn children who've lost their lives. You look at our values being stripped away. And the the message my father preaches is no one bears more responsibility for that than the pastors in America. If I actually preach the gospel, there are going to be some people unhappy in the crowd. They're going to get up and leave. And let me tell you right now, if we are going to defeat the woke assault, then all of us need to wake up. The slumbering church needs to wake up. The patriots across America who love our nation, who reject the stinking pile of lies that the left is selling. We need to wake up, we need to energize, we need to engage. And let me tell you, we can win and we will win. And we will indeed win because we know that in the end, Christ will be victorious and all his enemies will be put under his footstool. We know that the Immaculate Heart will triumph in the end when the clergy, starting with the Pope, do what they are called to do. It's time for the bishops and priests in America and the whole world, at least those that remain faithful, to speak and to end the mass confusion, to defend the faithful from some of the clergy who are wolves in sheep's clothing. And let me conclude with this. I heard the very best homily I have ever heard on the COVID vaccines this week from a young priest in Toronto, Canada. You have to go to LifeSite News to get the full story about Father Dominic Clovis. But here's just a taste. If we have no problem taking a vaccine, then we're as good as accomplices of those abortionists and organ harvesters. We've approved of their doing. We have not spoken against it. Watch the whole thing at LifeSightNews.com. And for LifeSight News, this is John Henry Weston. May God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. 
but we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.